0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to We Are the Batman. My name is Mike. And this is Matthew. And uh, it's a little bit of an awkward episode this week. Um, We are discussing on this episode uh, the recent passing of comic book writer Alan Grant. And we're discussing this for two reasons. Uh, One, because he was such an integral part in the Batman mythos, but also... Full disclosure if you listen to last week's show, we were actually reviewing his uh Shadow of the Bat storyline, The Last Arkham, completely unaware that he had passed away the night before. It had been announced the day that we recorded because we recorded this a day late, later than we usually do anyway. Correct, and you know, we were talking about the comic and how much we loved it, and talking about just how good uh Alan Grant and uh Norm Brefogle did on this particular comic and it wasn't until long after we had recorded and edited and uploaded the episode that matt reached out to me and was like dude alan grant died
1: <laughs> yeah it was a weird kind of i saw it on twitter somebody had posted something about this cover about the you know, oh this has this resonates different now and i was like what do you mean you know like what does he talk about so i typed in alan grant and it was like you know alan grant dies is like oh my gosh no yeah
0: it's rough it's it's such a rough thing to hear when again we had just talked about it and it's like I wish it's an awful thing to say but like I wish we had had a chance to to kind of dedicate last week's episode to him uh in the conversation obviously I'm not going to sit here and be like "Ah, why didn't he die sooner like that's not (laughs) what I'm saying at all um and obviously, it's it it you know it, it breaks my heart to hear that that he did pass away uh, at the age of seventy three, um, uh, so so not not incredibly old. I mean, he definitely still had some life left to live, um. But uh, so we figured this week we would we would take some time and talk about uh, Alan's contributions to the world of Batman and comic books in general because, uh, uh, you know, Alan Grant created some damn iconic batman villains in particular correct uh, jeremy arkham
1: from the last arkham mr zazz um, i i don't i can never remember how to say his name amygdalia
0: you know what <laughs> i don't know i'm not even gonna try um <laughs> amygdala, amygdala amygdala there you go yeah <clears throat> um but all, as well as they also created uh he created along with Nor- him and norm brayfogle work together all the time and yeah. the two of them together created Anarchy. You're they cool. created Victor Zazz. They created Ventriloquist. They created Rat Catcher. Um, and I feel like there's one more that I am not remembering. But, I mean, just those three alone, plus the ones you mentioned, are such um, such huge names that we know now. We all know who Ventriloquist is, you know, Mr. Scarface. We all know who Victor Zazz is. We all know who Anarchy is. And uh, it's because of them that, they are now the staples in the Bat- Batman mythos that they are.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually kind of hilarious because I remember um, Amygdala is the one that makes me laugh. Is that uh, in the when they kind of rebooted Nightwing, send him to Bloodhaven, Amygdala lived in the same apartment building as he did. Is that right? Yeah. So there's a scene where he comes down the stairs and sees him and he just like jumps him.
0: Oh, and it's wow. like, Hey, what are you doing? And,
1: and he's like, what he's like, who are you? And he's like, you know, cause of course he's Dick Grayson. He's not dressed as Nightwing. He's like, I know who you are. You're this dangerous person. He's like, no, no, I'm on. They put something in my brain. I'm fine now. So he's just like this normal dude who works construction, but he's just massive. Just, just a and, dude. <laughs> and just lives in the same building as Nightwing. It's just so weird. Cause like every so often he would show up and do things. Yeah. You know, help, help him just, you know, like moving or like when there was, the big earthquake and things that happened, he was there, but it was just this random, like, okay, I guess that's where that guy went.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's, he's, it's, Amygdala is one of those, one of those characters that just kind of like, yeah, they do exist. Um, it, <laughs> it's, yeah, he's, it's, yeah, he's a, he's a weird one. Um, not, not one that I go back to very often. I'm trying to think. I I feel like he was in an episode of Gotham, but I, I don't remember off the of, cause Gotham kind of sucked. Um, kind I, of <laughs> yeah, man. Gotham was rough. I think I gave up halfway through the second season and I think, yeah, he was in an episode in the second season mm. and the second season was just terrible. Um, that show had so much promise. I think he showed up in the Arrowverse at 1.2, but I think it was after I jumped ship on that as well. Um, but he's just, he's one of those just kind of obscure characters who just, he just kind of exists. Um, mm-hmm. He's, he's out there, uh, but ob- obviously like other ones, Alan Grant created, you know, uh, Zaz and, and uh, Ventriloquist in particular have seen a lot of different iterations. Um, I think Ventriloquist, Thinking back to the Batman the Animated series, I think the episodes with him were some of my favorite. Well, the episode with him um, was one of my favorite episodes. I think that was one of the ones that, like, when I learned how to work the VCR and got a hold of a blank tape, I recorded that one and, like, watched it constantly.
1: There's like, I think he's in two or three because I know there's the one where he's supposed to be
0: cured. Okay. So, so when I say Batman the Animated series, I mean the original, the original run.
1: Oh, okay. You're not talking about the
0: the not the, not, not the uh not the soft reboot.
1: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough.
0: Yeah. No, because yeah, he does come back when they when they do the the relaunch the relaunch or whatever you want, the reboot, whatever you want to call it, with uh Tim Drake slash Jason Todd. Um and he's like, yeah, he's like cured. Um and he's in the Batman a couple of times. Those aren't my favorite takes on him though. I kind of like the more 50s style gangster as opposed to the like the more modern gangster the Batman did but um now eventually like yeah that that episode in the original in the original Kevin Conroy animated series was was one of my favorite episodes.
1: Yeah. Uh, the thing I I kind of there's a couple things I wanted to bring up when it comes to Alan Grant is you know he you already mentioned he works with Norm Brafogle a lot but apparently he also kind of links up with Simon Beasley a lot because they both were on judge dread for a, a while. That's and right. As you go through and look at the stuff he did with Epic comics and up until like almost he's, he stopped working. He was still working with Simon Beasley every so often, all through like the, the 2010s. So.
0: Yeah. Cause, cause Alan Grant, he worked on um, judge dread when it was part of 2000 AD. Correct. Um, because they spun that off into its own series, into its own series, yeah. didn't they?
1: Yeah, and then um, he also he also did um the Lobo miniseries that kind of launched Lobo into superstardom. And even though he kind of co writes it with um Keith Giffen, he's still part of that team. And that that little if you haven't read that that original Lobo miniseries,
0: oh, it's great! Oh, it's it, it's fantastic. fantastic! Yeah, he's he's one of the characters where I'm like. And, and we're going to talk about all the comic-con stuff in another episode, but he's one that like, if they were to actually get their shit together and bring Henry Cavill back for, for man of steel, like, like a man of steel sequel, like I would love to see Lobo live action. Like yeah. I know that like that Krypton show did some version of it. I haven't seen that show. Um, but I'd love to see like a Snyder esque take on, on Lobo versus Henry Cavill, Superman.
1: It would be interesting. The other series that Alan Grant did that I remember I bought, it was one of those, you know, this is the mid 90s, early 90s. And like indie, indie comics, there wasn't a lot. There was Epic. This is pre, I think this may be around the time the image hits, but there wasn't a lot. And it is was it this Dark thing Horse
0: around at this point?
1: Dark Horse is around at this point, but they're okay. not doing superhero stuff yet. Okay. Uh, but it's this series called The Last American. It is this crazy weird like uh omega man kind of thing where this soldier is put to sleep and he wakes up and it's post-apocalyptic like the it's 20 years after the nuclear you know world war three's happened nuclear fallout and he's it's kind of interesting to think about like i think of that show final space and they must have watched this because this character, uh, Ulysses S. Pilgrim, he has like a little robot that's supposed to keep his sanity. Mm-hmm. But it's him just kind of wandering this post-apocalyptic world trying to find life. And these him putting together like, what actually happened? what What is going on? Why am I the only person? Did they put me under knowing that I would survive this? And it's just this weird kind of story that just... It, it's... Almost depresses you because of how lonely this dude is, but you also have these weird moments where he like finds a like an orphanage and a, a journal in this orphanage and starts reading about this young girl who was pregnant, but there's no sign of where they went. So he trying to figure out what could have happened to them by reading her journal and taking it with it. It's just this weird story. But the art on it is just some of the weirdest art I've ever seen. It's got this guy named Mike McMahon. If you get a chance, check it out, dude. It's it's just this wacky, weird, just off-kilter story that I don't know why it's always stuck in my head. It just kind of captured me. And it probably didn't help that I read the entire thing when I was by myself at my house for a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, But yeah, you should check it out. It's really good.
0: Well, something else I wanted to bring up that that Alan Grant helped work on was a a particular story arc. I collected almost every issue of. I, this was coming out when I was a kid, and um, I, I this is when I was first really collecting comics. When I was this was ninety, so it was ninety eight. So I was I was nine. Um, and uh, but the Batman Cataclysm story arc that came out. Yes. For like three months in 98, which was one of the coolest like bat bat family crossover story arcs where uh, basically there's just this massive, massive earthquake that just hits Gotham City and um, and even like starts to affect like Bloodhaven even too. And so there's the batman cataclysm but there's also uh there's a nightwing cataclysm which is basically just everything from nightwing's perspective you know like it's like batman goes missing during part of it and it's it you know the oracle loses connection to the Batcave. it's 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 this whole thing and it it uh, huntress gets involved there's there's all kinds of craziness going on robin's trying to figure out what the hell to do um but uh, alan grant um worked on that with, it was a whole team of people who worked on cataclysm. Yeah. It wasn't, it, it was like a whole team of people who worked on that along with, um, I think uh, uh, Dixon, what's his first name? Chuck, uh, Dixon. Chuck Dixon worked on that one. Um, I forget who else worked on that it was a whole bunch of people, but yeah. Um, and actually Scarface is involved in that one. Uh, the, the ventriloquist is involved in that one. Uh, Rat catchers involved. So like stuff that he created, they brought him on to be contributing writer for because again this is this is during that this time period and we talked about this before we started this this was during this time period where Alan Grant and and Norm Brayfogel were working on like eight different titles at the same time.
1: Yeah. They're all over Batman. It's all Batman. He he really is the guy who brings him and Norm are the guys who kind of bring Batman in and through a majority of the nineties with some amazing storytelling. Yeah.
0: Including Batman versus Judge Dredd, so it was two characters that he worked on. He got to write some stories for uh, with them together at the same time that he was working on just the the Batman issues. Um, he was also working on. I'm looking at his bibliography here, so I get it all right. He was also working on Catwoman, Batman, Phantom Stranger, uh, Anarchy, uh, Superman versus the Terminator, which was weird. Um, that happened, kids. Um, yeah. there was all these Batman DC titles they were working on together. Same with Norm Brayfogel, who was working on, uh, you know, Batman, Holy terror and shadow of the bat. And they were working on, um, the original flashpoint together. They were working on, um, all these things, uh, together and they were working on so many different things in the nineties. I mean, these guys were part of that kind of I don't want to say like golden age because that means something totally different now with comics, but during that kind of high point where there were all these writers and artists were just cranking stuff out. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, but, it's, it's, uh, it is. It is
1: insane the 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 fact that you know after after the nineties, you barely get artists to stay on a series for more than six issues. Yeah. And these guys are doing multiple series, multiple <laughs>
0: issues. Yeah.
1: Oh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, just he worked on other stuff too, not just in DC. Like he worked on some of the Doctor Who comics in the 80s. He worked on um, the Bogeyman. He worked on stuff for Eagle Comics, and he did a lot of stuff for 2000 AD. Like, not just Judge Dredd. Yeah. He wrote a ton of Judge Dread, but like Tharg the Mighty, um, uh, Robo Hunter, Time Twisters. I mean, this guy worked on, he worked on a lot of, of Anderson's side of Vision. Holy crap. I mean, yeah. it's, it's insane.
1: Yeah. Uh, I did want to mention, you know, in doing research, and uh, I, I have to take kind of onus on this myself, is that I did find out, norm brave had passed as well he's passed about four years ago so it's it's kind of it's 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 interesting and unfortunate and we'll get better about it next time
0: (laughs) yeah it's 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 a complete oversight on our part it was there was so we we were we were up against the clock because we we missed our usual we usually record wednesdays in the early afternoon we we both got busy um, and then gearing up for Comic Con coverage and yeah. everything else going on last week, and it just completely missed us. So,
1: so. that's 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 I'll, I'll take more onus than you because I am usually pretty good about research. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, it's uh it it was interesting because I remember as I was r- suggesting this to you, I thought to myself like that dude dropped off. I don't remember seeing him in a while, and apparently 2014 he suffered a stroke, lost the use of his hand his drawing hand and and never came back in the book, in the drawing comics. Um, but um, yeah, it's 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 just a, a, an amazing legacy these two guys bring behind. Like I said a you know, few moments ago, I mean, they do carry Batman through the 90s. And a lot of what we see now, and just kind of like we said with The Last Arkham, like a lot of what we see and what they're doing with the Batman is these guys' work. Yeah, and I think you know that's that's an amazing legacy for both men uh, outside of you know all the other things that they did. So uh, I'm glad we really took the time to talk about Alan Grant and kind of mention Norm in this uh, in this episode.
0: Yeah, it was it was great, and and last week getting to talk about just how good Batman: The Last Arkham was. And uh, you know, to to me, like there is no greater example of just how good their their team up their 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 work together was than in than in the last Arkham or, um, I mean, honestly, anything that these guys worked on together. I mean, sh- Batman: Shadow of the Bat in general is one of the best uh, uh nine one of the run best runs of Batman like that you could ever read. Uh, and and that took yes. up for I mean, that was you know shadow of the bat ran from like 92 all the way to the 2000s so like i mean that that speaks usually you don't see a run go for quite that long and uh, shadow of the bat if you're ever going to read if you're looking for a place to start with batman um shadow of the bat i think is is the place to go because that's where you're going to get most of what you think of when you think of batman definitely definitely so let us know what you guys you know think of Al- of Alan Grant's work. Are you familiar with it? Is this the first you're really hearing about it? What what's some of your favorite stuff? We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter and let us know there. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Mike Shea,
1: and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. J Ninja. And I'm really curious: has anybody out there ever read The Last American? <laughs>
0: Um, I'm, I'm going to bet we're not going to get as many yeses to that, but uh, we'll. I, I, <laughs> I am always open to being surprised. Uh, so let us know, and we will see you guys again on the next episode of We Are the Batman, Same Bat Time, Same Bat Podcast Channel. See you later.